Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. I'll be coming down your chimney this Christmas and you'll be filling my sack with your debts on tubs demand. Emma. And I'm going to be Santa this year, but I'm not delivering presents. No, I'm delivering a paternity reveal and ruining your Christmas. Connor. So what have we got coming up, Emma? Well, we have two weeks worth of roundups to get through today, so... It's going to be a long one. a long one. We have your hero and slapping down. Or should I say slapping down? And as it was my birthday on Sunday, you've planned some birthday quizzes for me. Oh, yes. Got some presents wrapped up in there. It's going to be so good. But anyway, let's play that jingle. Not just any jingle. The Christmas jingle. Dun, 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 dun. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We three queens of Albert Square. Oh, crazy mouse, crazy mouse, crazy every day. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve who done it. Eleven slapping dance. Ten baby bombshells. Nine shocking deaths. Eight Ian fails. Seven balance smooches. Six fills a punchin. Five total slags. Four hello princesses, three grandma mills, two villas in Portugal, the Carters, Mick and, and Shirley. Happy Christmas, Ange. Well, what did you all think of the Christmas jingle? Well, as usual, I absolutely love it. And I'm not just trying to be conceited, but it is one of the funniest things in the whole world. It took so long to make. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when we were doing the 12 days of Christmas? Why could we not do it? We'll get to a certain point and be like, um, <laughs> we can't count. It's when it was having to like speed up. We're like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was I mean, like, fill us in Portugal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five total slacks. Oh, God. Great. That's my favourite part. It's one of mine. And I also, like you were saying off air, one of my favourite parts has got to be crazy, crazy mouths, crazy mouths, crazy every day. <laughs> I love that. Dashing through the snow. That was the, the little... Oh, we have got the we, long version. We've got the long versions. They'll be coming in future episodes in Ooh. our little song segment. Ooh. Ooh. Poor things have to hear us sing. I know. The poor things. And poor Sharon the unicorn. I mean, she's having to sit here and watch us do this. She is. So we have a mascot today and it is Sharon the unicorn. Yay. Yay. Yes, I bought Emma a unicorn stuffed, like a stuffed unicorn toy um, <laughs> for her birthday. And I named her Sharon <laughs> because Sharon is the star this Christmas. Yes, of course. And I thought... Big Sharon reveal. Yeah. Big big Sharon storylines. I mean, I think Sharon will be pleased to know that she's she's the namesake of a unicorn. Exactly. Unicorns are amazing. Yeah. Sharon's so. amazing. And then my other present to Emma was a fabulous homemade book full of pictures <laughs> of us. Oh my God, they're so good. It's called... The Big Book of Emma, <laughs> and there is an E20 section. section. It's called E20's Area of Excellence, I think. Album of Excellence. Album of Excellence. He is reading upside down. I am reading upside down. I can't, I can't see from far. <laughs> so the first picture is me as Grant Mitchell. <laughs> and Connor is Phil. <laughs> and it says, you will always be the Grant to my Phil. My favourite one is the unpaid one. I just can't oh, get over it. Oh, I skip to it. Yeah. So there's also Peggy and Pat. Oh, uh, and Pat, he's Peggy. And then I will always be the ant babe to your Sylvie. And <laughs> it is a picture of Connor smacking me, pretty much. <laughs> I love it, though, because both of us are, like, smiling or laughing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, we've got Crazy Grandma Mel and Sharon. Yeah, the icon of this year. Exactly. And we end on <laughs> my favourite... <laughs> This made me laugh so much. <laughs> Does anyone remember Joe Mesa? <laughs> so Connor is Pauline Fowler and I'm Joe Mesa and we're getting married on this photo. I just love my beautiful pink hat. <laughs> you look so good. I was tempted to do me and you as Martin and Sarah. You know, when he wakes <gasps> up in bed with her. I was tempted to do that. <laughs> but I thought, no, I'll go with the next best thing, Joe and Pauline. And then I skipped right to the end of the book and yes. there was another special photo a little, here. A little hidden surprise. It's a nice hidden surprise of us as Barry and Janine <laughs> <laughs> before he gets pushed off the cliff. Yeah, I'm wearing the iconic red coat that she obviously pushes them off with. 
if only he was wearing slip-on shoes. <laughs> you can learn to love me. I, lo- I just love Barry. He's just such a loser. It's brilliantly played. So that is possibly the best present ever. Fabulous. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad you enjoy my silliness as much as I do. <laughs> it's just so funny. I spent many hours facing hold. Many, many hours. Many hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the way I said it made us think of Kelly, you know, very harsh, very harsh. Very harsh. Classic X Factor references. So the book is huge. It has, I don't know how many pages. <laughs> it's about 50, but I think I've filled about 40 of them. <laughs> I've left some. He didn't want to leave some, but then he decided that I could fill it myself. Yeah, I thought, Ross is right. It's crazy if I just literally fill an entire album for Emma. I don't think it's crazy. Well, it's crazy Mel's. <laughs> You're just letting out your inner Mel. I mean, she would have hung them from the ceiling, wouldn't she? I did expect today to walk in and you hung all my all photos up. Over. And I just walk in and I'm like, oh. Enjoy. <laughs> um, but since it's Emma's birthday, we've also had some birthday cake. Yay! Yay! Chocolate. Yes, obviously. Had to be. Had to be chocolate. Love chocolate cake. So we're going to have some more of it. It apparently serves 16 people. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That is a lie. So we're going to have more and then we're going to crack on because we've got two weeks worth of stuff to get through. So kicking off this weekly roundup, we're starting with Mel Wars, Revenge of the Lisa. Stick with that Star Wars theme. Sticking with the theme. What did we have last time? It was... Mel Wars, Shianu Strikes Back. That's right. Yes. That's it. That, that was the ridge. But yeah, so taking up the mantle of Crazy Grandma Mel, it's Crazy Grandma Lisa. Yay! Yay! Who is accusing Sharon of murder? murder. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like murder. It really doesn't on EastEnders, actually, does it? <laughs> I love it. And I loved our lines as well. It was so... It was like such a crazy Grandma Mel moment when uh, Lisa was like going, she killed my best friend and I'm going to tell everyone about it. And then she went to the police. Yeah. Absolutely adamant. Sharon was responsible for Mel's death. Sharon's had a hell of a year. <laughs> I know. She's like had a battle like this crazy Grandma Mel and now she's having a battle with crazy Grandma Lisa. How does she, you know, like how they've now exonerated her as well because they're like, well, the police said that there's no CCTV evidence that like, you killed her. But I don't understand. It was on a motorway, which I think would only have a speed camera. Yeah. Where on earth was the CCTV camera? I know Big Brother World, yeah, everyone's yeah. watching you all the time. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, scary. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. 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 Leo. Leo's probably watching us somewhere. Leo probably That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Leo with his um, phone. <laughs> Just watching everything. Painting slag on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, where did they have a CCTV camera? In the trees? I mean, I'm glad they had it. Yeah, 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 because it, it exonerated Sharon. Yeah, or everyone would be like, murderer! Like, <laughs> Peggy <laughs> with Chrissy. Chrissy <laughs> Watts, murderer! murderer. <laughs> like stepmom, like stepdaughter, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Lisa wasn't having any of it. No. Lisa's like, I know more than all of you. Yeah, she knows more. She I knows know better. everything. And she knows because Denny tells her everything. <laughs> So we had that moment where she was like, I've been talking to Denny and he said, I was like, sorry, why is Denny gossiping with, with Lisa? <laughs> like one minute Mel's like, oh, I've got a lock of Denny's hair and all this and all the photos. Yeah. And now he's just having little chats like, with Lisa over like, breakfast or yeah. something. <laughs> like it must be in the jeans. Sharon goes for the younger boy and he's going for the, for the older, older woman. lady, yeah. Clearly, clearly. Goodness me. But yes, so despite... Despite being innocent, Sharon's still having a hell of a time. And to support her, to support the only woman who has ever supported her. I love this. Louise has moved out of her mother's home. That annoyed me so much. I was like, hang on. Louise thinks at the moment that Lisa's having a mental breakdown. Yes. So she thinks the right thing to do is move out. Yes. And abandon her in her madness. Like, you get on with it all alone. Your best friend has just died. You live in her house all on your own and I'll just go off and live with Phil and Sharon. I mean, honestly, I just looked and I thought, oh, so she's been her usual supportive self. Well, yes. she made everything about her. Yeah. Did you, it was all about Louise again. Did you hear that bit where she went, I even had to pick up her prescription. <laughs> and I was just like, sorry. Oh no, poor you. What a, what a struggle there. <laughs> you had to pick up a prescription for your mentally ill mother. I am so just sorry, lost her Louise. Friend, and you ran off to console your stepmother. 
who's got nothing wrong. She's got a house and everything. She's just all that's gone wrong is that Lisa, who by everyone's standards is just crazy, apparently. That's the only thing that's going wrong in Sharon's life at the moment. But you're going to go to Sharon's aid to help her out, but not your mother, who's just lost her best friend. It's just so Louise, though, isn't it? It is. I'm not even shocked when she said she was going to move out. I was like, oh, that's such a Louise thing to do. That is a Louise thing to do. Yeah. Oh, you're having a tough time, but Bye. I'm off. See ya. Doodles. <laughs> Au revoir. God, this is just so hard on me. I have to do everything. I have to do this. My car and my phone all We're went distraught. up in flames. It is like that, isn't it? It's just like, everything's gone. My car, my phone. You know what? Auntie Mel. She has nothing left. (laughs) Doing a full Ian. She just collapses into like Phil's arms. (laughs) I did love when Jack went round because Sharon, obviously, she needs policeman Jack on the scene again. Um, Gets gets Jack a a bent copper to go go help out. He pretends he's like, not doing anything dodgy, mm. but here he is saying, yeah, you're all in the clear. There's this CCTV footage. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where is this footage from? I mean, I'm glad we'll have it because Sharon's in the clear. Yeah. It's questionable, but I'm glad we'll have it. But is she in the clear? Because we all know what's coming. We all know what is reaching us very quickly. Well, that has got me thinking, actually. Mm. Because if this whole reveal's happening at Christmas... Mm-hmm. Aren't you going to think, if you were Phil and everyone, what else has she been lying about? Exactly. Let's not also dance around it. She's also cost Phil quite a lot. She's used a lot of his and her money to basically finance her lies. So that's also going to like be revealed. You know, like buying the villa in Portugal, that was to try and get out of a lie. Then trying to cover it all up. Like, I think he's going to go absolutely ballistic. When he realizes that she's lied about so much, he's lied. She's lied about the club. She's lied about mm. the money, where the money's been going. She's lied about the paternity. There's so many different layers to this storyline, and that is coming. We know it's coming. I am so it's right around the corner. Excited, but I don't know who's going to reveal it. You know, because I think I that Lisa is still too obvious. Yeah, I know what you mean because you know how she said to Phil that you're not the dad, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I feel like that might have been her big moment. So now we're kind of expecting her to do it again. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, I, I think, think that's that, quite that obvious. That is the moment. Wouldn't it be such a shocker if it was like, because, you know, little gossip Denny knows everything, doesn't he? Oh my God, imagine if he just outs it. Can you imagine if Denny does it like full on Lauren? <gasps> Lauren Christmas Day DVD, DVD reveal. That would be hilarious. Oh, imagine. That would be brilliant. I would love that. I would love a message. That's a great little storyline for Denny as well, actually. Actually, yeah. Denny hasn't had many storylines. He's only had that gang one yeah, recently. Yeah. But that was more Tiff. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like Denny so, deserves a little bit of a storyline. So could so this hopefully. be Denny's time? Oh, I hope so. Tonight, Linda's drinking from the bottle. I love our little intros. Yes, over the last few weeks, we have seen Linda spiral and descend into this storyline of alcoholism. She's drinking from a lot of bottles. Let's just say Santa's sack will be clinking this year for Christmas. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely for Linda. I mean, it's sad because you look at it and you, I personally don't see Linda as the right person for an alcoholism storyline. No, there's so many other people you could have had. Yeah. But I do hope with her being friends with Sharon, this brings up the storyline people seem to have forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. Sharon's pill addiction. Yes. They're both having yes, a tough... Yes, <laughs> Denny Akura, yes. Denny, sir. Um, they're both having a tough time over Christmas perfect time to talk about their addiction yeah something in common that's the only plus side if they don't do that storyline where they kind of talk about their mutual addictions like i think that will be a very big missed opportunity yeah like if they don't cover the sharon storyline because i mean people just forget about that one yeah sharon was addicted to pills like phil kicked a root she always had them out in her handbag didn't she yeah do you remember pulling them out in the calf (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or Rainy. They could do a, a, a bit mm. of a storyline mm. with her and Rainy because Rainy will obviously be returning. And Yay! Yeah, yeah, miss Nat. Missed uh, her so much. And she'll be coming back completely cured, hopefully, and, um, you know, on the road to recovery. And I think who better to help Linda through her addiction? Stuart could become closer again to the Carters. Yeah. And, you know, he takes everyone, especially Rainy, on a date to one of his groups. 
Mm-hmm. So you could take Linda. Could that take could, Linda. That could, could be help another person. Them because I'm so sick of this tension between the Carters and Stuart. Like, I understand what he's done. He's done yeah. very perfectly. Yeah. He took Mick to prison. Yeah. But, you know, people... Tormented his sister. <laughs> people forgive and forget on EastEnders yeah. quite quickly. Oh, my God, all the time. Don't they? Yeah, so, you know, time. come on. Let, that could be repairing them a bit, maybe, the relationship there. Exactly. I, think I don't know. I think Stuart could actually be another kind of person who would be a good person for Linda to talk to about this. I think it would be a really interesting little storyline. It's again, if they don't do it, if they don't have Stuart um, interact with that, it might be a bit of a missed opportunity yeah. as well. I just kind of think that as long as they handle it better than the whole Phil and Lauren storyline with alcoholism. because They went I've, on forever, didn't it, they? It, I mean, they went on forever and had no consequence. No. Lauren eventually recovered perfectly fine and was like, as if nothing had happened. Phil was literally on death's door. Death's door and was like terminal for about a year but made a full recovery and was completely fine as if he'd been touched by the hand of god like a miracle now he just jokes to ben to like freak him out that he's drinking again yeah i'm just like what's happening phil up until that point had been handling his alcoholism storyline really well because it was like he's a recurring alcoholic it pops up every now and again that's a really good way of dealing with it what's not a good way is pretending he's completely and utterly cured of it like magic I hope that this Linda storyline is handled better. It has longer lasting effects and consequences. That's all I'm, I have to say. Like, I hope it does. Well, do you think that's the beginning of the end of them in the Vic? I, I think so. It has because to be, doesn't it? if she's an alcoholic, she can't, can't, can't be a landlady drink. at the Vic. Exactly. That, that, I think that's where it's heading. I think that's why they were trialing Ruby pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everyone's liking a, that. I have a worry that Linda and Mick, or just Linda, are going to be out of the pub by Christmas or after Christmas. Be interesting to see where they would go if they weren't in the Vic and what storylines yes. they could bring and it actually who, might who else be could be in the Vic. It would be nice. It might add a little bit more to them. One good thing that's gonna co- that's come out of this whole alcoholism storyline is her friendship with Chantel actually. I kind of like her friendship with Chantel. Well I liked it until she went and had a go at her. Oh yeah, that's true. It was nice of Chantel to go and help her the other day when she crashed into that woman's car and I just don't get that bit, right? She done this slight, <laughs> slight bump into the car, and all of a sudden the car was falling apart in front of her eyes. It was eyes. like a scene out of a disaster film. <laughs> it was like Mel again. <laughs> Expected yes. to go in flames. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't get how that damage occurred either, actually. <laughs> and also, I did love what that created because then it was like Chantelle and her friendship lasted for about five minutes. Where was the car? Did they leave it at the school? Did they? Did Chantelle drive it? Yeah, did Chantel drive it? Because that's not legal, again, because she's not insured on yeah, that car. Yeah, she's not insured on that car. Um, what about the police? Did they take it? I don't know. What has happened to the car? Yeah. Mick never even questioned where the car was, and that was annoying me. I was like, Mick's going to ask where the car is. Mick's going <laughs> to... No, Mick doesn't ask where the car is. Where is the car? Why is Linda not driving all of a sudden and is constantly thinking of excuses? <laughs> and as soon as she started getting taxis, she was always weirdly late for everything yes i love that i was like oh that's just everything's just weird and suspicious and could you not have walked from the police station why did chantelle have to go and pick her up yeah that's true it's not even that far i mean i did love when chantelle was just like if mick asks me i will just tell him i was like oh friendship lasted for about five <laughs> seconds well to be fair she was shouting in her face i don't blame her that's true and actually i was already mad with linda because she she'd slagged off whitney that yeah, to leo. Leo. yeah. And I, I do thought, like though that chantelle's friends with whitney so if she was friends with linda imagine there's a bit of tension there. there's always tension there. yeah i like that i do like that that might be a good little storyline yeah sometime you know like a little bit of tension between them because i thought god linda you're still not over that <laughs> like come on linda i love when linda went to see the solicitor oh and she said that she would just take a course, but it would have to be on a specific day because she's a busy woman. Yeah, yeah, she's very busy drinking. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, Linda, face it. I just don't get how she was going to hide all of this from Mick. Like, you're going to be banned <laughs> from driving, Linda. How are you going to cover this? Can we just talk about how quick she got a court here in as well? Like, it, it was, was just like, like instantaneous. <laughs> it was like, daily later, she's See you tomorrow. In court. <laughs> I was like, it's almost as quick as Rainey's jail time because, like, Really just went straight to jail. No sentence needed. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Okay. Um, but yeah, Linda's court hearing lasted about as long as that as well because it was sentenced in over because she pleaded guilty. I just love the bit in the cafe before that though. Oh. We've got to give a shout out to Queen Sharon, Sharon giving over a necklace for no apparent reason. Yeah. Um, what is this necklace? Is necklace it like an antique? Doom. Yeah. Magic necklace? 
necklace of luck? Has it got like a it little can't look in? Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> Sharon <laughs> screwed her life up, hasn't it? She hasn't had the best year. She's so she's put a necklace of doom on Linda, who's now had an awful time. And yeah. uh, what I didn't get was Linda was like, "No, I'm going to be late." Well, just put it on as you walk. It's literally it's a, necklace. a necklace. It's hardly <laughs> going to take up. Like, how how late are you already? Then, if like. If a necklace, putting a necklace on is going to affect your, your time that, that bad day. Like maybe if you just left earlier. Yeah, exactly. Leave an hour early. You're going to court. She only went to change a coat or something in the toilet. It wasn't like a whole outfit. It was like, and also changing your coat's not going to do it. Just the that. whole thing. Because fabulous. she was going off with her friends, apparently, yeah. to make. Why would you wear Probably going Christmas shopping again. Yeah, but why would you wear a specific coat for that and a different one for court when they were both pretty? They were both nice. Yeah, Linda's not exactly a straight shooter, Emma. I think we're we're like <laughs> we're beating a dead horse here. <laughs> um, I feel like the Linda storylines are rarely ever handled well. This alcoholism storyline is certainly one of them because can you explain to me why, even though she pleaded guilty, clearly is acknowledging her guilt there, clearly is understanding that what she did was wrong, you know, endangering the life of her son, but still mad at Mick, who's mad for her endangering her child. Mick has every right. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Tanya Curry's here. Yes, yes, he does. Like, I'm not being funny, Linda. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? You endangered your child's life. It's hardly Mick's fault. You were drinking before you went out, or you had so much the night before. It that, was still that in your you're system. still intoxicated. And you knew that she'll have known that. Yes, of course, of course she would. And have. she still put her son in the car. I just think um, as well, like it got to that point where I was like, oh my God, Linda is so off the off the rails now already. I thought it was going to cut to a scene of her like just getting it on with Max. I did. I was so convinced, especially because they'd both had arguments with yeah. their respective partners. I was like, We all know where booze happening. leads to. And it's either death what? or somewhere else, isn't it? It's either <laughs> death or, you know, bedroom action. But you know what Max is like? Well, he's had everyone on that exactly. square anyway. He hasn't had Linda yet, so you know. Yeah, maybe. And also... Quite liked Mick and Ruby. I was very shocked in yes, myself. Yes, I did like that. Because I love Mick and Linda, but mm. I totally saw something with Mick and Ruby and Ruby behind the bar. Yeah, I actually yeah. liked her in the Vic. She could be a good landlady yeah. in the Vic. But, I mean, that whole thing led to another place where I was like, oh my God, is Linda going to be dead? Because it was the bit where, you know, she'd, it was obviously a cut to a scene, not with her and Max, but her by herself, completely plastered like it it finished off so many bottles by herself to the point where she's now unconscious um and i thought oh oh my god linda didn't you watch eastenders in the past like (laughs) billy died that way billy died that way but did you not think it was a weird duff duff considering we already kind of know no what's happening at christmas yeah i think i think even a casual viewer would know would know i think that's the problem with spoilers like they come out and then they ruin it a little like, because yeah. if you hadn't seen that, you could have thought, "Oh my God, might be I another Billy moment." Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I mean, that would have been a great way. I love Linda, by the way, as a character, but that would have been a real good shock storyline ending for her character if they wanted to go down that route and kill her off. In oh, that, I don't think death. I could have coped with that. I know, but I mean, come on, we love a good drama, a good death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a ghoul. <laughs> you just want more characters for mostly ghostly. I do. I do. Because then Denny O'Cara can communicate with them. Well, you know what it's time for, Connor? <gasps> what time is it, Emma? It's not Chico time. <gasps> oh, no. But it's your favourite time. No, don't say it. Doc Martin. <gasps> you mean Doc Martin? <laughs> My favourite story. That sounds like Doc Martin. Like Doc Martin. <laughs> Dr. Martin, Dr. Martin, calling Dr. Martin. I love it. Like, yeah, um, not one of my favorite storylines. Everyone who listens knows. Nope. Um, I've got to say, I'm not furious with it because it's rarely on our screens. Finally. Finally. Like, I mean, there was those weeks where it was just the entire was, week was the storyline. It was too much. And I'm sorry, I do not watch EastEnders to watch a single storyline, like just for the entire week. Like no. <laughs> I watch it for like multiple storylines to be happening. See all at the once. different characters, yeah. yeah. But Doc Martin has returned. I'm not okay with it. No. I loved Martin. I was rooting for him. I was we were rooting all rooting for him. <laughs> I was rooting for him and Stacey. And he's just oh, he's just angered me. He's just ruined everything. He's ruined he? everything. And I mean I'm not being funny. I am not okay. Emma <laughs> <laughs> just needs a moment. Um, he he used to always be so attractive as well. 
Oh, he was beautiful. Like, you know how I felt yeah. about Martin. Oh, what a man. But I mean, now with that stubble, I mean, I still, like, obviously the Martin underneath it all is still gorgeous, but like, that stubble, it's just getting a little bit unruly now, isn't it? Yes. He just kind of looks homeless. He kind of is. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> kind of is homeless. Just lodging it, dots. Where Lodge. everyone seems to edge up. He's lodging everywhere. It's, it's, like, it's like the Mitchell house, isn't it? Oh, Every, my God. All I the know. strays just end up lodging there. <laughs> um, Martin will probably go there next. Uh, or Jack's. Oh, well, Jack houses everyone now. <laughs> it's like a youth hostel. It's a, exactly. He literally has the cast of Annie. <laughs> I love, I digress. <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> Every Standard. week. Standard. Every week. Um, I'm surprised we didn't have some fun fact in there as well, you know, just, um, just to make it longer. Yeah, I have to say, I am not enjoying his current look. <laughs> his current look. And I also don't get, like, the fascination with Dark Martin. I don't like it. I, I don't like the storyline. Like I don't get it. Martin to me was the Martin we were seeing before all this time. Yeah, the yes, green and stuff. Yeah, I know that he's had moments in the past. Yeah, but that was my Martin. I feel like it's not my Martin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old Martin's gone. The green grocer's dead. You know what I miss? You know what I really miss? Oh. That jacket he used to wear. Oh, yeah. He's such a happy jacket. Now he's in that leather one. It looks angry. It's like angry Sad. jacket. Angry clothes. <laughs> <laughs> His clothes hate wear. <laughs> he's got all mysterious. He's putting that hood up and just disappearing. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm and, not. And I don't, I, I honestly. I feel like we might be like the only two people. I but know. <laughs> at least we're sticking together. We'll stick together. We're in this Emma. together. We're in the same ship. We're on the same boat. Even if it's sinking. <laughs> We're on the same boat. At least we're going together. Yeah. I mean, one person who's a fan of Dark Martin is Dottie. It's what is the point in her? Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, I'm sorry. I was so, so sick of the trope of, oh, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy, so I now fancy him. Dottie, when have you ever shown the slightest bit of interest in Martin and now you're suddenly in love with him? Because what is the fascination Martin? with bad boys? I don't get it. Surely his loving, kind it's just ways awful. are attractive. Yeah, I prefer, I prefer loving, kind human being <laughs> yeah. to like a debt-collecting scumbag. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, that trope does nothing for me. <laughs> Dottie. And Dottie suddenly just has become relevant through this. Our accent with Dottie. I seriously, I apologise. I know, I know. But she's come back. Like, we've got other people coming in the show and... You, you feel like you know them straight away. Yeah. And like, she's come back from like, obviously we had her in We've the past. We've had her in the past, yeah. But she's just there. She doesn't really have a storyline. She she's just blowing. She is a Miriam. Is something coming or? I have no idea. I, I, I worry. If it's Martin I and worry. Dottie, I'm done. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, if, if they sleep podcast together. Podcast over. That's it. E20's <laughs> hanging up with podcasting. <laughs> we're like those people, you know, who used to say, if Donald Trump gets in, we're leaving the country. <laughs> like, they're all still there. Um, but like, that is literally us. We're like, if Dottie sleeps with Martin, that's it. We're leaving. We're leaving the country. <laughs> I'm on the first plane out here. Outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I will be sick if they get together. That is just disgusting. Are they related in any sort of way? Well, I've been trying to figure that out. They are sort of, but not by blood. I don't think by blood. Right. So, obviously, Martin is sort of related to Dot because yes. he married Sonia. Right, yes, yes. So, they have that. Um, Dot's granddaughter is obviously also Bex through marriage because... Um, because Sonia's granddad married Dot. So Dot uh, so Dot and Bex are like grandma and granddaughter. And Dottie and Dot are granddaughter and grandmother. If anyone could see my face right now, I'm like <laughs> trying to process everything. <laughs> it's like I'm like that meme on well, like, <laughs> the things, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well basically Dottie and Bex are cousins. Oh right, yes. But like she's not necessarily like, it's all through this really complex marriage system. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's basically related through a very complex marriage system rather than right. by blood. Okay. So it's just weird. And Martin's basically um, sort of her, I don't know. I don't know what you make know. that. Like, yeah. 
But I'm just, oh. It's just some, I'm just it's like three times her age. Yeah, I'm still creeped it's out because of that. Creepy. And the fact, she's the same age as Bex. Yes, it's like his daughter. He's like, oh, nah, if that happens. It's like his daughter with like know a, a nose piercing. You know how I already piercing. feel about what's coming up in this chat later? I'm already fuming. <laughs> so if that happens, I <laughs> am tipped over the edge. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. If they do Motty, that's it. I'm not in, nope. Nah, nope. Nah. That is a ship I'm not sailing on. Motty literally sounds disgusting. It sounds like a disease. It, it definitely sounds like an STD. Yeah, absolutely. Motty. Oh, I've got a Motty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit like Ruby. Oh, oh. No, I love Ruby, but I'm not a fan though, of that. I guess with Max and Ruby, aren't they also movie? Oh, they are movie. Oh God, there's Awful. too many movies. Too many movies. <laughs> are they racks? That sounds oh, just as bad, actually. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it sounds a bit better though. Why than does movie? all of Ruby's like <laughs> relationship, <laughs> like shipping name, sound like an STD? <laughs> it's like either you could have racks or you could have movie. <laughs> I mean Choice is yours I mean also If you go back to like Her and Sean That's Shuby <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like those things That you used to wrap together Scoobies Scoobies Yeah Oh So <laughs> I don't, I don't even know Where else to go With Dot Martin I've got that many Angry, angry Yeah So Well got... Stacey's moved on Stacey moving on Let's start there Yeah Right Roll up my sleeves. Roll shall up I? them sleeves. Go on. So, there's Martin just casually denying that everything he said, like, it's not true. I just said it to protect her. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's irrelevant, though. You've already lied, Martin. Why is she going to believe your next lie? Yeah. Why is Jean going to stand there and go, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound true that you may have slept with your ex wife exactly. while you were upset? Exactly. Or, why don't we just talk about the fact of, why did he? Why did he lie in the first He didn't need to lie. I know they're trying to recover maternity leave. I get that. Just do a different storyline. Just do a different storyline. Oh, God. Like, I don't get it. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm lost. It's lost on me. I am obviously not the fan that they're talking with this one. (laughs) No, Stacey is the one that hit Bill. Yeah. Stacey is the one that Ben was technically targeting. Just tell her. Yeah, just say. All right. Yeah, just say you can't come back because he's he's threatening. Yeah, She's exactly. She, she knows. Previous. She knows how it works. Oh, I just, I just can't. I feel like my voice is getting higher. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the guy who like turned up was a bit of a sort, wasn't he? He yeah. was a bit tasty. <laughs> I was like, so oh. hey, hello, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> but he, he kind of alluded that they're together. Yes. But he didn't outright say Stacey's his new girlfriend. Yeah, and Martin's like, and Martin's just, I'm really angry now. <laughs> I'm really miserable now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, stop it, Martin. Stacey's character has never changed. She's always moved on fast. So I don't know why anyone would be shocked about yeah, that let's anyway. Let's be real. Stacey's a little bit of a good time girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we all love her for it. But <laughs> she is definitely a good time girl. <laughs> we already know that. But he never actually said that they were going yeah. out. Could just be our gay best friend. <laughs> she was living <laughs> out of a hotel and her kids were going to school. It is quite believable. Someone might take pity on her and let her move in. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite believable. I also think, like, it's been weeks now, Martin. What did you expect? She thought you had an affair. Yeah. She's she's going to be blimmin' peed off with you, Martin. Well, she thinks the marriage has ended. He threw yeah. the ring at her. Exactly. He literally <laughs> said to her the marriage was over. <laughs> so I'm sorry that she's moved on, Martin. But you did lie. This is what the... I am so angry. I this loved... storyline has broken, Martin. Oh. I loved Martin and Stacey. I'm so upset. If you do not get them back together, EastEnders, I will not be happy. We will leave the country. <laughs> we will be on that first plane out of here. <laughs> oh my if no God. one's guessed we're drama queens. We are. We are. We are those people who'll be like, we'll leave the country if he gets in. <laughs> if Ian Beale gets elected, we will leave this country. That is so us, isn't it? We are so them people. <laughs> That's it. I've just had enough. I can't. I couldn't survive yet. So Martin's then getting more and more angry, and yeah. then Dottie Te- was a bit disgusting the other day when oh. she used Bex's mental like, health to play on getting money to go out. Yeah, I can understand why he was angry at that. I did understand. Yeah, I didn't get his anger towards Kush. No. no. Although a little throwback to the whole Kush and Stacey yes. moment. That was that was appreciated. <laughs> that that little nod back was appreciated. I mean, let's be real. I can see why she went there. I mean, yeah, Kush. I Hello. Mean, how are we? <laughs> We've all I seen mean, the pumpkin picture. To be fair, 
She was spoiled for choice, wasn't she, Martin? She and was. Gosh. They were Hello. both very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Sorry. Very good looking. <laughs> Don't know where that was going there. <laughs> Trailing off and thought they're gonna. Just very good. <laughs> <laughs> just just roll my engagement ring. <laughs> just remind myself that I'm that I'm taken. <laughs> but yeah, like I felt like that old cush moment was a bit like, okay, Martin, wow. <laughs> Not only have you had a massive freak out about Stacey, you're now shouting at your friend who's trying to support you. I'm sick of being soft, Martin. I'm just like, God, get a grip. I like that, Martin. We like Green Grosser, Martin. I liked him. I prefer him. I like him. He was funny. He always had such funny lines. He always made me laugh. I like the fact that he was a bit of a doormat. Like, that was his character. His mother was very overbearing. Like, I like that elements to him as well. I don't like the flipping, I'm going to be tough now. Because it just doesn't make sense. Martin is not intimidating. (laughs) Martin is not scary. I look at Martin and I think, oh yeah, that's the man who, you know, sells fruit and veg. That's the man who didn't really say much when his wife ran off with a woman. <laughs> Three times. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not intimidated by Martin. He does not come across as dark Martin. He just comes across as someone trying to play a baddie, but is also still Martin. It's just weird. I don't get it. I don't like this storyline. Just make it end. <laughs> I love how this like just devolves every time we talk about this. It's just like, I hate it. I hate it. Come on. Like, this storyline has gone on long enough now. But yes, the whole feeling sorry for himself. He just seems to moan all the time. He goes and ends up with Ruby. Right. When they said Stacey was obviously not going to be in for a period of time because obviously Lacey was going on maternity leave. Yeah. I was like, oh, if they dare... <laughs> Martin and Ruby. Yeah, I think we talked about this, but it was like spoiled. <laughs> it was so, oh, nah. Like, if you think of all the things that Stacey and Ruby have been through together, yes, they had that big falling out over Sean, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. But the way Stacey stood by Ruby was one of the only ones to stand by her during that trial. Yeah. Opened up herself about what she had been through. And there's Ruby. The moment Stacey's gone, breaking all girl code, breaking oh, yeah, all yeah. best friend code. Yeah, yeah, breaking all the rules. Breaking every rule imaginable and sleeping with her husband because they're still married. I know. And do you know what's really nice? They've me? still got... I'll go even further back. Still got I'm, the certificates. I'm going back to like the 2000s and I'm like, Ruby, you literally lived with Stacey. You lived with Stacey when you were having a hard time with your dad. Don't even dare worm your way into Martin. I hate it. I hate it. I like Ruby, but I hate that storyline. Yeah, I like Ruby. But now I'm That's I'm angry. It. I'm angry. <laughs> like Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> still sounds like Doc Martin when I do it. <laughs> like Doc Martin. <laughs> go, put me hood up. <laughs> I'm going to collect some debts. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Ben and Callum are still struggling to try and work out what this relationship is meant to be. Ben clearly thinks he owns Callum because he doesn't want him to join the police. But if you think about it, how handy would that be for Ben? He's always up to his criminal ways. Exactly. Callum can get him out of them. We have said this before. It makes sense. Think of the positives, Ben, not the negatives. I mean, Ben even says he can understand the appeal when it comes to the uniform. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Maybe he's he's starting to... Warm to it a bit. Well, we saw him during the week, didn't we? He started to change his ways. He's changed his mind over the last two weeks a bit. I feel like he has sort of evolved in that regard. What I did like was that this whole drama about not wanting to join, not wanting Callum to join the police, kind of create this little tension. And like they kind of were like, "You're trying to change me." Ben was like, "Don't try and change me. I'm mean. I'm bad." And we're like, "Stop it, Ben. You like to dance, Lady Gaga. We all know that that's the real you." I love the bit where he mentioned to Kathy later in that week mm. where he said that he danced to musicals and all that. Exactly. And I, I love all that. I could think of was when he was dancing to Lady Gaga yeah. and his routines and stuff. Yeah, I love that Ben, and that Classic is the ben. real Ben. That's the real Ben beneath all this bravado and bluster. And Callum can say that. Callum is trying to rescue him from himself. I know some people don't really like that kind of, that storyline where it's a little bit lovey-dovey and like a little bit, you know, positive thinking and things like that. But I feel like the only way for someone to change, they need a reason to change. you, You will never change unless you have something positive to look forward to and the, you know, something to make you want to be better. Yeah, I believe you have to want to change but I also believe you need that support network around you to encourage you and help you and just be around you to make 
you feel better. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't just do everything yourself. yourself. You need exactly. that network. Exactly. Of you support. do need a little support. And I think be- Callum is that for Ben. And I mean, if it wasn't for Bobby, because Bobby had a lovely little little moment. That's what I love about this Balam storyline at the moment is that Bobby's now become like best friends with Callum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just turned up and he was just like giving him a little bit heart to heart and saying definitely like obviously supporting him in his choices of wanting to join the police, but also telling him, uh, you know, to to go and find Ben and, you know, fix things kind of thing. Because he, he likes them together, which I thought was really lovely. I thought it was really nice and really, really sweet. And of course, Ben is trying to fix himself. He is trying to be better. We've seen him not pulling a debt from Karen Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, he he's gave up on the whole Martin and Stacey hatred. Yeah, he's actually moving in positive directions. I don't think that's because Kathy, you know, gave him a, a slap and damn. Like, I personally think that was he deserved the slap for, for blackmail and Martin. He literally deserved a slap for Martin versus Ben. Yeah. <laughs> that whole storyline. That, that was like He us. definitely deserved that, that slap. That was us. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely did one for us. But I have to but, say... yeah. Kathy, I know where you're going with it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Kathy's completely the wrong person to be criticising Ben or giving him any sort of life advice. It's like Phil trying to give him life advice. They're both terrible, immoral human beings. She was like, oh, change your tune when he mentioned her pretending to be dead. But yeah. I'm sorry, but if I'd been through what Ben had been through while she was faking her death, I would bring that up in every argument. She yes. faked her death and left him to a known thug and criminal to be raised by. I am sorry. We all know Ben and Phil's history. Yeah. We all know... All Phil's awful. And the things he went through with Stella. I could go on. Yeah. Like, he's obviously going to bring that up in an argument. Phil was a alcoholic, a thug, a known criminal. Like, he had loads of, you know, gangland-related offences and things like that. Like, come on. I think they both had a good point. He did deserve the slap. Definitely. But Definitely. he also deserved to bring that point up. Yeah. The problem is, is that... They're all as bad as each other. Yeah, I think that might be it, yeah. That is the problem. <laughs> what about Kathy just a few weeks ago when she literally oh, made Rainy a drug made addict? Made Rainy a drug addict. Rainy, a recovering drug addict, she doped up. She could have killed Rainy by giving her that much drugs. Tell you what, Kathy's doing that is good, though, at the moment. Those cups in the calf. Yes. I quite like one of them. Oh, I love them. We've got to talk about Creepy Leo. Creepy Leo. Creepy, creepy. Because it just gets more and more creepy. In the words of Pauline Fowler, you make my flesh creep. <laughs> like, he really does. He's just so creepy. Like, the other week, he was standing in... <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, what used to be the school on EastEnders, which is now um, oh, yes. a, a court. He was standing in that little area outside the courtroom and just shouting abuse. <laughs> <laughs> people i just love is how that what he does with his day i mean let's just remember he is hired by gray <laughs> the level of professionalism oh it's just out of this world it's just unbelievable we've had him leaving laptops with confidential marks, um confidential files just open for anyone to look into we've had him discuss cases again terrible but We've now got him screaming and shouting outside of the court. No one thinks that's odd. No one in his entire law firm thinks that's odd. I just want to know how many times he does that a day. It sounds like something he does all the time by what Jack was on about. I was like, does he literally just go in every day? Is that his job when he's not with Grey? He just stands there shouting about justice. Oh, God, his ideas of blooming justice as well. I love it. Literally, the evidence was incontrovertible about your dad. That's why he went to jail. It's not like, oh, it could have been anyone. There was only one person who could have possibly been involved in that situation. I just love that Jack is onto him now. Yeah. I just love it. I love I love that a lot of people are starting to wise up actually. Yeah. Because we've had Callum's wised up a little bit. He now knows that he's a little bit shady and evil. We've and had Tiff. We've had Tiff figure a bit of it out. Now could we have a little alliance of all three of them? Ooh. That would be good, wouldn't I would it? Like that. A little takedown yes. team. That would be good. Take down Leo. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to when his like, mom and that comes into it as I well. Because we know that's coming. But I think his storyline's going in great places. I mean, I have to say, he's just he's just creeps around the entire square as well, doesn't he? Because we've got that scene from the court. Then he crept into the, the bar just in time to hear Linda like badmouth 
Whitney. Oh, that was weird. He was loving that, wasn't he? He was loving that. Just in time. He's like, oh, tell me, tell me, Linda, tell me why she's horrible. <laughs> like, that's what he's like, isn't he? He just sits there lurking. He's a creep. He's a lurker. He is a lurker. Look, creep, creep. Um, and he just creep, crept around the entire week. I love him. <laughs> I love that you just, you just see him creeping around in I'm the background. I'm not going to lie, every time he comes on the screen, although I'm also creeped out and annoyed at him, I laugh. Yeah, yeah. It was just that courtroom thing. I just really, <laughs> I just couldn't help it. I it's just, just unreal, isn't it? So speaking of Leo, why not turn to his employer now? We're going to Grey. He'll hire anyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they clearly are two of a kind. They're, well, they're very yeah. similar in a lot of ways. Um, but I mean, it was a bit sad because it was the whole baby reveal. Um, you know how Chantel Chantel Basie finally told Grey that she'd lost the baby, or he'd found out that she'd lost the baby. It was sad, but Grey knows exactly how to sweet talk a woman in in her times of need and in crisis. Let's just try again. It's like what? I was like, sorry, Grey, what? are you talking about she's not a stocking you can't uh-huh. shove another one in her she's so, just oh, lost a baby he didn't even seem like he did seem upset but yes. he didn't seem like it bothered him because he's like oh we'll just have another one yeah exactly i'm just like sorry she's just lost like a, a child yeah a, a child a life has died and you are like let's just have another oh yeah of course i know they say bun in the oven and all that but it's not like literally taking yeah out one bacon, bun and putting it? the next one in <laughs> It's not as simple as Come that. On. Like, she's lost a child. She's very distraught at the moment. I honestly thought he was just going to go straight back to it now as I soon did. as that happened. Yeah. I mean, we got to see uh, his therapist after we found out what had actually happened with the man in the nightclub. Broken nose and some some missing teeth. See why he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a weird Jack's like, tell him to keep his hands to himself. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Bit oaks because Chantel's been telling him that for a while and like, he just doesn't listen. I love the way Jack just goes around doing all this confidential stuff. I and love it. Like he like just tells everyone. <laughs> He's just totally unprofessional now. <laughs> He's been back in the police two minutes. He's been in the police for two minutes and he's back to being crook, crooked. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the whole thing with this um, reveal is with the whole like hitting this man and obviously really badly hurting him has led to the therapist, hasn't it? I honestly thought this therapist wasn't real. Lisa's doctor? I actually thought this was Lisa's doctor. I legit thought it was the same, same person who Lisa's like, you can just pop in at any moment. It wasn't. It was just this very frightened, wide-eyed woman <laughs> who just kind of stared at Grey the entire time and Chantel with get out, screaming out of her eyes. Grey <laughs> wasn't even telling the truth. That's the whole point of going and he's not even telling the truth. I know, he just lied all the way through. So annoying. It was just the worst thing ever for Chantal because she's just sitting there thinking, sorry, we are here for you to get help for hitting me. It's like, why is she there if you're not going to go for that reason? Exactly. Why have you brought her along to then not even mention what you're doing? He's just revolting as a husband. Like, obviously, I mean, he is good to look at, but like (laughs) rotten on the inside all the way through. It was so weird because you see what he's like with Chantal. And then if you think back to, what was it, Friday's episode? Yeah. When he was being so nice to Bailey. Yeah, he's lov- he can be lovely. He can be so lovely. It's and just that's so terrifying. So and so scary, yeah. There's the two sides to him and it's just it's, like... Because that's obviously the side that Chan- uh, Chantel craves. It's yeah. like the, the good side and that's what obviously she holds on to. But like, sadly, the, the other side of him, the real side of him is still there. It's bubbling away under the surface. I mean, we've seen it when Chantal's now taken this kind of take charge attitude now and she's kind of like, um, I'm not going to put up with your, yeah. your trash anymore. Um, I'm not going to be treated like this. I'm going to go out and do what I want to do. They're so scary though when so he was at the window. So scary. Because I tell you, I looked at that and I thought, nah, this is going to really bubble and bubble and yeah. bubble and then he's going to explode. He could even kill her. But adding a little comedy, a little lightness to all this, darkness in Chantel's life was the wonderful Panazars. Yes, the big bad K. Yes. And J-Dog. J-Dog. Seem to be all around Chantel, don't they? Yes. Oh, my God. I so, mean, the big bad K noticed Grey was meddling in mm, all the white yes. swap stuff. And then J-Dog obviously wanted to bring up, like, Chantel from drama yeah, class. Yeah, Chantel from... Bog brush, as he <laughs> called her. <laughs> yeah, bog brush. What, what an endearing term there. <laughs> 
Wow, aren't you the man, J-Dog? J-Dog, that'll definitely... You know how to get the women. That'll definitely get out. Yeah. <laughs> Just call her Bug Brush. I'm seeing something between Chantel and the Big Bad King. So do I. And mm-hmm. no, I know I've shipped him with like almost everyone on the square. <laughs> you really have. Um, I mean, I've did Lola. I've did... <laughs> what next, Ben? Like, <laughs> I'm I, sure you have at one point. I think I did at some point. And don't um, you think it's also going to be interesting because obviously J-Dog... Is completely in is, love with her. Yeah, that. in love with Chantel. Yeah, we can already tell. But then she's going to go with Karat of the Big Bad King. Yeah. I feel like yeah. J-Dog's going to try and rescue her from Grey. I yeah. feel like he's going to be like a Billy Honey situation. But I feel like actually it's going to be Karat who she ends yeah. up with. I can see that. Yeah, that's going to be dead orcs. <laughs> that's going to be some awkward Christmas dinners. Not as awkward as Chantel being paired with her dad in Wife Swap. The ball oh and change. Oh my God, that was the most oaxing. It was like Game of Thrones, wasn't it? Just oh, marry your in-laws. Awful. It was creepy. Oh. Like, you know, uh, Grey was meddling with all the stuff. She's ended but up with her just... dad. Oh, with no. her dad. Gross. Oh, that's vile. I love that. I love that Jack's put his name in. The guy could just, like, <laughs> date. It's like just a name of the hat. You get the guy going on a date with someone. Bless his heart. Speaking of wife swapping, we had Ikra and Ash mixed with Honey and Adam. I actually thought that. Ikra was going to poison his food. Like, I thought about that. I don't know why. I just thought, after everything that Adam's done and everything that Adam has said, I could imagine her just slipping something into that food. It's the way she was starting to, like... Warm to him Warm a bit. to him. And then... He's slimy. I hate him. There he goes again <laughs> with his new affair. Can I just say, what really freaked me out was that that woman, whoever he was talking to, was like, Got a babysitter for me. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's so sick. I love the way Ikra texts back saying that he wasn't coming. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that would be something we would do. I love the friendship between Honey, Honey and, and Ash. Ash. Yeah. That's the kind of friend Honey really needs. Yeah. And absolutely. just think, all that time, the way Honey's not been eaten and no one seems to pick up on it. No Ash has been there like less than 24 hours and just outright spotted it. Save straight it, away, just yeah. like brought it straight out. Yeah, and honey, oh, honey, opening up was so sad. It was. It's so sad because I love honey, and actually, like we've spent years, we grew up with honey a bit. Like when she, we were there for when she came in, and yeah. we were there when she left, and then came back. Like so, you know, we've seen her in so many different shades, and we really do love her. She's like a a, a, a little ray of sunshine all the time yeah she always brings some lightness to the yeah, square doesn't she it's never like a she never has a, a down kind of moment no. you always feel up with honey she always has like a, a happy little joke or or has i mean like she said loads of little yolanda you know being a you know spy and things <laughs> like, like those are the moments that hunt make honey honey and i feel like the bulimia is such a different storyline handled really well by the way oh yes Absolutely handled well. I love um, that it's been so, it's ripped. just little yeah. bits. So she's just not, she's like, oh, I don't want that. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I've had too much. It has been it. done, done it really so well. well. It has been done so well. And this, again, is just being handled so well. It feels right as well, actually. It does feel right for Honey. I feel like she's actually took this storyline and really worked it. Like, she should be really proud. Like the actress. You should watch her on Strictly. She's I amazing. Know, she's fab. I love her. I've seen her. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good. She's not just good at acting, she's good at dancing. But I just love their friendship and I hope that Ash can help Honey going can, forward. So I hope yeah. the storyline continues because I love the way Emma's playing the, the role. Yeah, she she is killing it. And it's, just, it's a nice new direction for yeah. Honey as well because we obviously see our more comedy side, so seeing this is great. It's such a different dimension, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I and I just, it. I love the thought of it being out, out in the open pretty mm. much. And I would love to see how Ash can help her. And it's a great reason for Ash to get some... Some story. Because I'm really liking her. Do you know what? I have to say, her and her brothers have been really, really well introduced. Oh, yes. Like, I love the way they've been introduced and I totally get where they're coming from. Yeah. Compared to, like, Dottie, who's been introduced like reintroduced yeah and not really had a storyline well i feel like they're already integrating with the square exactly you've got ash with her storyline with honey you've got the panazars with their storylines together and with like ben and with um chantelle and you know they're already a- uh, interacting yeah and i I'm... love when they already know someone on the square yeah. i do like that now it's time for this week's slapping Dan. and we had quite a few on the list this week we normally yeah 
put a couple on, but with it being over two weeks, yeah, we had to. We made it a bit longer. We had to have a few. This is quite a slapping down, actually, because over yes. two weeks when you win this, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Fifty percent of the vote, Adam. Well, it couldn't go to a worse person. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it absolutely, he, he absolutely deserves it. Everyone knows how I feel about Adam. That is true. Like, I mean, we pretty much just summed it up. Yeah, he is scum. <laughs> Scum of the why, earth. Why would you do that to Honey? Honey is literally the nicest human being on the planet. And he calls her Susan and that annoys us. Oh, because so I know that's her real name and everything, but we all call her Honey, so just call her Honey. Call her Honey. It's so annoying. I just hate him. It's the way he always corrects her as well. He's so overbearing. He's really obnoxious and he treats her like dirt. He's cheated on her numerous times, expects her to just basically always be there for him like a lapdog. I hate him. Him. and also i don't like the way they just drop storylines in every sentence when miriam was still in it and he was like she was a terrible, terrible mother. mother i was like sorry where like he's picking storylines out of thin air yeah like ah uh, yeah she was a bad mother um <laughs> oh and he done that at that point yes yeah. Yeah. and that affair yeah i love that one I love that. yeah <laughs> I don't like the way he grabs the storylines or tries to create storylines and uh, I dislike <laughs> his overall treatment of Honey because she's lovely and he should not have her. On to lighter things now. Yay. It's our hero of the week. Yay. So again, this is over two weeks. So this is quite a moment this is, for this, this hero. This is a big hero. And it is Chantel with 48% of the vote. Woo! <laughs> That was a good woo, wasn't it? Actually, <laughs> that was a good woo. Definitely the best one I've ever done. I think this is deserved. Um, I think Chantel has put up with a lot of trash over the over the time that she's oh been on. Oh my god! Yeah, we always joke about this about people's jobs and stuff. We never actually see anyone working for the most part. But you always see store. Chantel. She's always working. She's always going. <laughs> Gotta commend her she, for this. She is a very committed working mother, so I'm going to give her that as well. She works hard. She brings home the bacon. <laughs> Go on, Chantel. <laughs> And I'm totally rooting for you in Karat. <laughs> oh, yes, please. These last two weeks will be rated out of Chantel's. Yay! So, we are giving it, should we say at the same time? Yep. 2.5 Chantel's. Who's hard to get my mouth right Chantel's. Yes, the reason why it's a little bit lower yes. is because some of the stories didn't shine very brightly. No, I loved all the Lisa and Sharon stuff. Yeah. I loved the Ash, Ikra, Honey stuff. Yeah, lovely, lovely stories. But in between that, the whole Dark Martin. Dark Martin ruined it for us. I didn't like the whole, like, St. Kathy, like, redeeming Ben, like, you know, transforming him. I'm sorry, she's not the one to do it. I feel like this is just that bit before Christmas. Yes, well, you've got the those, law bits. Yeah, those mix of storylines because they're really going to be building it up. Yes, that's true. I mean, we all know our, our fives are going to come out at Christmas. Oh, of course. I can't so, wait for that Christmas special. But yes, yeah, so it has to be a 2.5. So, in honour of your birthday, Emma, I have created two, not just one, two birthday-related quizzes. Now, Ooh, they're short quizzes. Okay. You ready? So I the... think so. I've had my birthday cake. I'm ready to go. Good. Glad that you're energised. So the first one is Happy or Crappy, the birthday quiz. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> we all know that having a birthday on the square is a bit, a bit scary sometimes, a little bit tumultuous. You're a little bit on tender hooks, wondering if... You never know what's going to happen. If a dead relative's going to come through the door or... If a big reveal is going to happen and destroy all your, you know, happiness. Or if Mel is going to make a web of your photos. Well, funny you should mention that <laughs> because at the very top of this uh, quiz, and it's quite simple, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask you whether our birthday ended happy or crappy. Oh, fab. And you just have to say happy or crappy. Okay. Um, and the top one is, as you've already stated, Louise's 21st slash Sharon's 50th. Well... Was Mel died, so... Yeah. Was it happy or crappy? <laughs> crappy. <laughs> Could have been either. <laughs> I guess for Sharon, it's half happy, but... Happy for Sharon. <laughs> but for Louise, I mean, she did also lose a car and a phone. Yes. So for her, so definitely crappy. I think it, it definitely is a crappy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy Jackson, a.k.a. Carol's son's birthday. Was it happy or crappy? Well, he died, so crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Drink sensibly, children. Children. 
<laughs> Don't drink at all. Don't drink children. <laughs> <laughs> drink sensibly, people. Above the ages of 18. <laughs> in America, 21. 21, yeah. Next up, it's Linda's birthday. The one with the cart as in, and old Johnny, where they sang a Spice Girls song. I can't remember which one it is now, but they sang a song to her dressed in really awful wigs on the karaoke. On the Original pre-day. Johnny. Or OG Johnny. You know, the oh, best. Well, cast me mine back, okay. The, the best Johnny. The better Johnny, yeah. Yeah. Was it happy? The only Johnny in our eyes. The only Johnny. Yeah. Was it happy or crappy? Well, I mean, the Spice Girls were involved. Happy. Absolutely. It's happy for Linda because her kids and, you know, the rest of the fam all sang Spice Girls to her. And it was also happy because Johnny got his first man. It was that Italian kid who then later on dumped him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Next up, Abby's 21st birthday. The last birthday she ever had. R.I.P. Abby Brennan. Was it happy or crappy? Oh, I'm trying to remember back to Ooh, her cast last your mind birthday. Back. Cast your mind back. Nothing ever went well for Abby, so I'm going <laughs> to say crappy. Well, bit of a trick question. So I was going to, I basically put, it almost looked like it was going to be crappy because she had rows and, and she also was Oh, because this was the one where she was in the, the dress in Walford East. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I said it it almost was crappy because she was basically sat drinking champagne and feeling sorry for herself on the floor Yeah. Um, inside of Walford East. But then she ended up sleeping with Steve, didn't she? So sort of happy. Sort of happy if you think about it. Final one. Keegan's 18th. Was it happy or crappy? So his 18th was the one where Tiff got him the necklace and they got the matching necklaces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did have that awkward bit bit on the night time. Awkward night time. But overall, happy. Exactly. Because what? He got a laptop from Grey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well done, Emma. You've got... Almost all of them right, apart from the Abby's birthday, because I will put that as, as happy. Because she had a nice time. she had a nice time with Steve. Then <laughs> with a bang for certain. Yeah, I was going to say. So in between birthday quizzes, it's obviously Christmas here at E20. Yes. So we are going to talk each week about some of our favourite EastEnders Christmas and New Year episodes. Oh my God. I mean, we've got to really narrow these down. But if you go on our Twitter and Instagram, so Twitter is at E20Podcast and Instagram is at E20 underscore podcast, we have, up until Christmas, all of our favourites as an advent calendar. I can't wait. I get you out. (laughs) (laughs) So today, the one that we kicked off with, we're going to talk about the Sharon Sharon and Dennis Dennis reveal. Reveal. Yeah, and of course, Chrissy Watts just being extra. Oh, that was the best bit. Could you not have just, just waited until after dinner? dinner? I loved it because she'd spent all day, bless her heart. Chrissy Watts, I love her. She's the perfect villain, but also such an anti-hero. I feel like <laughs> she's like, her. she is a victim of like Den Watts, right? Like she just had a trashy life. She always just tried to be nice and, you know, prepare things for him so that it would be really lovely and he would love her. He never loved her back. Never. And his family always ruined everything she ever tried to do. I just love Chrissy Watts. Icon. What an icon. That Christmas meal was just brilliant. When Zoe's just like, why do you keep touching him, Sharon? And like, you know, like, why are you all so close? Why why do you keep looking at her? Yeah, that was it. Why do you keep looking at her? When it was revealed, then Dan's just like, just tell him you're pregnant. (laughs) And of course, we know where that We all know what happened. Oh, God. God. That was awful. That scene. That door scene went nope. open. Nope. And you saw him. It was disgusting. Nope. It was the worst scene I've ever seen in my life. I think I'm still having nightmares to this day. But yes, I mean, that kicked off a whole other storyline because then when you think about it, that little Christmas meal, yeah. that little Christmas meal led to everything. It led, led to, to Dennis's death. Dennis's Den's death, death. Den's death. Chrissy Watts' arrest oh, and imprisonment. Uh-huh. Um, it led to, obviously, like Zoe leaving the country. Um, it led to Sam Mitchell going to jail. Like, so many so things. many different storylines and of course it eventually led to um you know sharon having a kid and everything like that like all these little bits and pieces all led to that it's amazing it all isn't came it from this one christmas episode <gasps> so good that is why we've got to kick off with it it's iconic and also sharon is the center of this year's christmas exactly she's yes. the queen of the reveals of christmas exactly that's why for our first ever first of december advent calendar it had to be chrissy watts's meal <laughs> it did. It had to. So on to our next quiz, Emma. This one's a little bit more tricky. It's called 
I wasn't born yesterday. So basically, it's a little bit more tricky, this game. You've got to try and guess. Got to cast that mind back. Oh, God. Okay. Got to cast that mind back. Try and guess the correct answer to when someone was born. I'll give right. you two dates, and you've just got to tell me which one was right. So starting off. I hope you haven't done something like 1992 or 1993, because that's <laughs> <laughs> <pretty> unfair. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've done it in a way that, like, it will make sense. Like, you'll be able to be like, there's no way on earth that could have been born then because they would be ancient or, like, okay. they'd be too young. I think it's done in a good way. So when was Ben Mitchell born? Was he born the 21st of March, 1996, or was it the 27th of May, 1990? Well, he's younger than us, so 1996. Correct! Well done. Yay! On to the next one. When was George Trott... Heather's son born. Was it the 10th of December 2005 or was it the 20th of October 2009? Oh my god. This still freaks me out that Darren was. Yeah, that reveal reveal was everything. I'm still not over it. I'm I'm shocked. George, this is your dad. I was just like, out of everyone, I was like, can't be Darren. <laughs> my dad lost it when we were watching it. was like, shut <laughs> off. I mean, that was shocking because you didn't expect Darren. <laughs> Ooh, right. Okay. So is it, I'll basically narrow it down a little bit more. Is it 2009 or 2005? 2009. Correct. Yeah. Well done. Next, we have another little new resident or most new. When was Lexi P.S. born? Was it the 23rd of July, 2012? Or was it the 25th of August, 2004? 2012. Correct! That Yay. was during the Billy Mitchell yes, torch. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> it was during a little bit of a live segment, Yeah, actually, that was so good, though, wasn't yeah. it? When you just skipped to the live bit. Yeah, it was really cool. I love a good EastEnders live. So do I. I hope they're doing so that, do that for again. the 35th. So do that again, I love yes. that. Yes. Next one. When was Bex Fowler, in brackets, Chloe, born? Was it the 15th of March, 2006, or was it the 26th of October, 2000? 2000. Correct! Woo! I was literally just watching that clip the other day. <laughs> Not when she was born, but when they but did like the whole the paternity, yeah. Um, Hold Jamie and Martin, yeah. Last one, and then you have a bonus question to earn a, a little point. When was Louise Mitchell born? Was it the 6th of November, 2001? Or was it 7th of November, 1802? (laughs) (laughs) 2001. Of course it was. (laughs) Now for your bonus question. Prepare yourself. It's very Christmas themed, this one, mate. Oh, yay. When was baby Sherry Slater born? (laughs) (laughs) Was it the 30th of October, 2018? Or was the real answer... No one cares. I think it's the real answer. No one cares. Correct! Because no one cares about Hayley Slater. <laughs> but also, that kid, have we seen her since? Never. Never. It just seems what? Useless storyline invented for a useless character. You're just still upset about Alfie, aren't I you? am. I'm not over Alfie. What they did to him was terrible. This week's episode was sponsored by Ball and Change. If you want to swap your cheating boyfriend for possibly a relative, Ball and Change is for you. Contact Mick and Linda, but Linda may not be able to get to the phone right now. Happy Christmas, Ange.